<laughs> we just sit here and stare at each other. I know. This is the extra mile. That's good. Hi, everybody, and welcome. I don't know why I pointed the camera. Hi, everybody. <laughs> welcome back to the extra mile. I gave the old Texas Tech finger guns. I love, Wreck them. I love how them. <laughs> our podcast for the user is going to start with, oh, that was good. <laughs> Because take one, man. Of the number of times you listen <laughs> <Take> to one, <laughs> if you listen to the last week's podcast, it was just an absolute dumpster fire at the beginning. Of oh no! <laughs> but it was well. Welcome back to the extra mile. We sometimes are more professional than this, uh, even though we're all volunteers. Uh, I'm Justin, and that's G5. George, how are you? I'm doing good, man. And we're here with Caleb. Hey, Caleb. Hey. Uh, after you've had coffee and sugar, you're a little. A little loose. I know. A little loose. Cool. Well, we hope everybody's having a great week. Uh, I know we're having a great time hanging out and recording and, and chatting about the Bible. If you uh, you need more coffee, we've got just a little bit left. If uh, if you've never listened to us before, we welcome you to like, comment, and subscribe. We hope you enjoy what you uh, what you hear and that you're inspired to read the Bible and follow after Christ. There you go, sir. Mm. We should have made more coffee. That's okay. It's okay. What were we talking about? Uh, we talk about whatever you want to talk about. Oh, tell me about you. your feelings. My feelings. <laughs> um, let's see. I'm so lonely. I don't know. <laughs> I would say that um, when it comes to what we were talking about, having faith and following after Christ, and that the walk of a Christian. Um, you can't do it alone and you have to go out and interact with these people. And so miscommunication is, is really rampant. And even, you know, when we were sort of creating this format and, and trying to, trying to figure out something that would be accessible to, for people to listen to is, uh, it was kind of a hard sell to some people, um, mostly because it's new and people didn't really understand how to how to yeah. digest it or ingest it. Oh, it's a podcast. What's that? Um, how much is this going to cost? You know, and we, we've even talked a lot about how in previous generations of technology, radio advertising and radio shows, the cost associated with those are so expensive compared to the podcast setup. Now, the initial setup, I mean, the cameras and, and everything to sort of make this look good. By the way, Caleb, thank you for providing video support. You're welcome. Okay. <laughs> Sorry, I'm going to do Not the audio, though. No, no. Well, no, no, no. George has, George has been well established as uh, the person who does the audio, and he has, does a fantastic job. And I will say that uh, if you've never done a podcast, we welcome you to do one or at least just walk around with headphones on. Because the sound that you get having great conversations with microphones and great headphones, it's better than life. And then you take off the headphones and then you go about your day and it's just... Everyone's walking around with headphones in their head. Though. Well, I mean, <laughs> I mean, just sort of... Yeah. The, the setup that we have is very comfortable. It and, is. Um, and it's interesting how it, it kind of augments reality. But that being said, the message that we're trying to get across here is that we really like talking about the Bible, and we really like talking about what God wants us to do. And God doesn't really ask us to do anything in, incredible. Just be nice to each other, <laughs> really. 
And this is the path forward is that you have to keep putting on Christ, put on the new man and, and turn away from the old. Well, yeah, and we were in First Thessalonians for the last session. For yeah, the last session, and in that, I don't know if it's that chapter, but it's in Thessalonians where he says, to your point, yeah, right there, verses nine through twelve, verse eleven especially, um, aspire to lead a quiet life, to attend to your own business and the work with your own hands, as we commend you. In this way, you will live a decent life before outsiders and not to be in need. Um, My version says so that you will behave properly toward outsiders and not be in any need. Well, that's an interesting... Say it again. So that you will behave properly toward outsiders. So you will behave properly. Where does that say? That's verse 12. My New American Standard 1995 edition. So that you will behave properly toward outsiders. You will live a decent life. Not to be in. Are you in NSV or? No, I'm in my net. But net. that really, I like. I kind of like how that is worded. It kind of inspires something. I thought. Let me pull it up again. New American Standard Bible. It says so that you will behave properly, as if it's almost being motivated there, right? Well, you'll know how to behave because whenever things are being handed to you on a silver platter, you. If you're out there working with it, working with your hands, that was what was shocking to me when I just read that, that the instruction is to work with our hands. And and that way you'll you'll know how to behave properly yeah. toward outsiders. You'll live a decent life. Yeah. Yeah. You'll you'll be you'll be good. Um Yeah, when you're not striving and constantly trying to be better than someone else, and we see this a lot. Oh man, I don't know, maybe you feel this way too. Yeah, online, social media, it's really easy to get jealous or to really want someone else's life or to see the glitz and the glam and be, man, they must be living it up and you know, what am I doing? And God's saying, I need you to aspire to lead, lead a quiet life. So you may live a decent life. Mm-hmm. Um, quiet life is a decent life. And sometimes we don't think that. We, we think a decent life is the... You know the glamorous life. G O. I I will save you. Uh, have you not heard that song? Well, <laughs> never mind. What is it? Nothing. <laughs> you should play it. We'll put it on. The no, 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 no. <laughs> I was just thinking like little streamer lights and. Da, 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 well, da, some da, of marquees. you who went to high school will know <laughs> what I'm talking about. Rough. Uh, you see the shade that he's throwing. <laughs> when did you graduate high school? Uh oh! Don't do that. Twenty fourteen. <laughs> what? Yeah, it was twenty thirteen or twenty fourteen. It was around that. So around you were at time. least born in the nineteen hundreds. I was born in the last century. Yes, I am a nineties baby. Someone, I think it was Samuel, my son. He goes, Dad, what was the nineteen hundreds like? <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> Well, son, I didn't have a fork. Yeah. Well, I was like, what? <laughs> the 1900s? I've never heard that before. Anyway, it just—it was the most pure question. It's like, what was the 1900s like? You heard like? of corduroy? And I go, well, there was a huge wall that they called the Iron Curtain, and it existed in Berlin, <laughs> and it fell, and then I was born. Curtain. <laughs> it sounds like a medieval. <laughs> <laughs> it 
does, doesn't it? It sounds like a Star Wars thing. Uh, it's a like, Game Boy for you. the Iron Curtain. Yeah. It's hilarious. Oh, man. Yeah, so the 20th century. When were you born? 2001, 2002. Those people don't even exist. I appreciate you thinking that I'm that old. I'm uh, born 93. 90? Oh, that's right. I'm actually older than George. I forgot. Uh, By only a couple years. It's because I've known you less. I've known you a shorter period than George. I think you're younger than he is for some reason. Obviously, I'm completely wrong. (laughs) I need to have my head checked. Any psychologist willing to donate their services to me for... Uh, any type of well, I act like a child most 93? of the time. 93? Mm-hmm. Cool. You're only just a little bit younger than my younger brother. Well, so for those of us older people, what was it like <laughs> growing up in the... the What are, what are we going to call this gen, this uh, century? The 20 hundreds? Uh, I think this generation is called... What is it? Uh, well, there's Z. There's generation no, Z. No, I meant like the... You know how we say the 19... The 1970. Oh, yeah. Century. The, yeah, the, the century. century. How yeah. Do we, what are we going to call this century? The noughties? Yeah, I don't know. Aughts. You've yeah. never heard that? The noughties? Mm-hmm. Yeah, the aughts. Yeah, I don't know, man. Zeros or aughts. Do y'all not know this? <laughs> Someone out there who's a tradesperson and like has dealt with two-aught wire, four-aught wire, or four-aught. Have you never taken like uh, some steel wool? That's that's in aughts. That's in zeros. I like our numeric system where Americans are like, okay, well, this is size one. Cool. Well, let's make it smaller and more fine. Cool. This is size zero. It's like, can we go further? <laughs> we go to four zeros. Four odd. Are you kidding me? Am I the only person who know this? You're I speaking s- another language, Look bro. this up. I swear I'm not. <laughs> not lying. I don't know if it's worth looking up. Fine. <laughs> well, so- somebody out there in the future ether world listening to this knows what I'm saying, I would appreciate some support in the comment section so that my two colleagues here will get learned on the way of the four aughts. <laughs> I like how that completely ended our conversation. Well, I'm wow. sorry. You were talking about First Thessalonians 4. I was just saying you need to aspire to live a quiet life. And, and apparently, and you know what? I need we to had listen to a that good more time because... for a second. <laughs> because I, I ascribe to... To uh, do woodworking with four aughts dual. Anyway, but um, I, that the, the last part of First Thessalonians four is always so shocking to me because that's not the end of the book. But he gets a little weird at the end there. We probably shouldn't talk about that. But it's 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 going pretty deep. I can study on it, and then we can, or we all can study on it, really, and then we can look him back. But um, I, we just sort of stayed in First Thessalonians four, but. Um, the the next chapter, First Thessalonians five, we talk about Christian conduct, and these are the instructions. First Thessalonians five, chapter. Well, you had also I've mentioned done that twenty times now, where I've said chapter after the verse. That's fine. It's fine. You had also mentioned, I think, earlier, just a few minutes ago in the podcast, about I think you know being misunderstood, and and that, I think that's something a lot of people can resonate with as well. Oh yeah. Um. Yeah, you know, especially when we're living a quiet life. People don't understand that. They're like, what do you mean? Why aren't you trying to go for the next big thing? Why are you trying to keep up with the Joneses and all this? And why isn't it this a priority for you? And um, we can easily be misunderstood by what we think and, and what we believe. Because it comes out in our life. And when our faith and our life are the same thing, it, that's that's a that's going to be a reality we just experience. And... Um, 
and Jesus was misunderstood too. You know, he would often say these parables or he would say certain things and he would say, look, I'm going, you know, I'm going to prepare a place for you. And they're like, what are you talking about? What? I don't, I don't understand what you're, you're saying. Have you ever seen the replacements? No. Uh, there's this great scene where, uh, anyway, that sparked that memory where he says, what's up, Shane? And so he's like, what did you ask him? He's like, what's up, Jesus? What you doing? <laughs> <laughs> Try to break, create the bridge. Uh, it's, yeah, I mean, there's we a can... lot of cryptic natures to, to this book, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, th- I think I think you're right. It had to be misunderstood for our actions. We're told from the scriptures that people will misunderstand us, and it will sometimes lead to our own persecution. But um, those aren't the the fun things to talk about. But it it tells us that we need to be prepared for such things. Yeah, and we didn't really talk about verses nine and ten. It says now on the topic of brotherly love, right? You have no need for anyone to write to you, for you yourselves are taught by God to love one another. And indeed, you are practicing it toward all the brothers and sisters in all of Macedonia, but we urge you, brothers and sisters, to do so more and more. Um, you know, I was talking about brothers and sisters as well, but we should um, we should still practice loving others and, and showing brotherly love and being patient with people. Um that they that, misunderstand. That's actually listed off in the next chapter. So First Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 12. It says, But we request of you, brethren, that you appreciate those who diligently labor among you and have charge over you in the Lord and give you instruction and that you esteem them very highly in love because of their work. Live in peace with one another. We urge you, brethren, admonish the unruly, Encourage the faint-hearted, help the weak, be patient with everyone. See that no one repays another with evil for evil, but always seek after that which is good for one another and for all people. Rejoice always, pray without ceasing, in everything give thanks, for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. Do not quench the spirit. Do not despise prophetic utterances, but examine everything carefully. Hold fast to that which is good and abstain from every form of evil. These instructions are, none of that is bad. You know, none of that is calling out for people to, I don't know, cause harm. There's Mm -hmm. no harm in what that instruction is. That instruction is all good. I like the first line there in verse 14, urge you brothers and sisters admonish and yours says the unruly but mine says undisciplined and admonish just gently like reprove like gently caution those that are undisciplined look this is where it's going to go if you want to live a good life you want to live and inspire to live quietly discipline is extremely important let comfort those that are discouraged help the weak be patient toward all people this is what helps us overcome being misunderstood and it's not just people about being misunderstood and what we do, what we say, but, you know, just in life, too. When we are misunderstood, we're trying to explain something, or, you know, we're trying to talk to somebody about something that's really important to us and trying to get a point across, and they just aren't getting it. I've noticed that with my son where any type of reproof action uh, happens, where 
it, the, it's like a command. Hey, stop doing that. Oh, but I was just, and that's always his response. Oh, but I was just doing this. Oh, I was okay. just, here's my motivation. Oh, but here's my motivation. I was just doing this. No, you're, you, you skipped over, Hey, stop doing this. And he goes, Oh, but this is my justification for doing this. Mm. You know, I've, I've deconstructed this too much because no, I've had this conversation over and over again where I've tried to explain to him, no son, like what I'm, what I'm saying is stop that because you can't go in the street. You're going to get hit by a car. <laughs> and, and like That's, that would be horrible for everybody. Oh, but I was just going to go see my friend. And so no, you're disobeying and then justifying your disobedience, which is what we do for sin constantly. Mm. We, we rationalize our own sin. Oh, but I, I was just going to go do this. It's not a big deal. Um, our motivation almost over, like, motivates us to, I guess, do whatever we want, be undisciplined in a sense. And, I mean, if I like how yours, because mine says unruly, that, that is not as clear to me as undisciplined. Right. And so that's, It's just an older word. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and to say that the, to, to be more disciplined, that takes work. That takes. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's what we were talking about last time where um, you can't just be idle and do nothing and waiting. You actually have to be working, constantly sharpening. Well, this is also telling each other to help keep each other disciplined, too. Mm-hmm. I mean, we need to make sure we are keeping each other accountable in our discipline. Because like how can someone be disciplined if they're being disciplined themselves by themselves? Mm-hmm. It really does take a team in order to discipline yourself. Um, so I guess the call is is that if you aren't a part of a team, if you haven't found a, a group of brethren that uh, brothers and sisters is what the, the words that the Bible gives us is that this is our family. And I know that's kind of a buzzword in corporation where it's like, welcome to our family. And it's oh, like, yeah. I work here. You're not my family. Yeah, I'm going to provide um, a nice place. The moment you stop paying me, you're no longer my family. <laughs> but that's the thing about seeking a Christian family, seeking a congregation, a church of like-minded people. And seeking after God is—that's what you're saying. We can't be an island and be successful. Well, yeah, we can't—we can't rule ourselves and be successful. I guess there goes back to that word unruly. Mm-hmm. So we need more people in our life to help us rule ourselves, right? We need God in our life, especially in His Word, to help us remember to tell everyone, eh, admonish us who might be undisciplined, comfort those who are discouraged. Help the weak. Help the weak goes right in hand with that. To be kind and patient with everyone. And patience, uh, again, that does go back to our last episode where we talked about working inside our patience, but that tells us it's going to take a while. There's going to be some bumps in the road and the discipline and the discouragement and in the comfort and in the weakness and in the strength and helping all those people. But you're also doing something in the meantime. You are helping and you are comforting and you are admonishing as you're patient. Um, so there's a little nod to the previous episode, but also just, you know, living a quiet life is that, um, yeah, I think that's, that, those are great words to inspire and to strive toward this week. And so, uh, we encourage you to go out and be kind to each other, be patient, you know, take a, take a second pause. If you are hot headed or if somebody cuts you off in traffic or something, just, um, Little by little, those baby steps, I guess, of little micro actions of working on these things. Because none of these are bad. None of this says take up a sword and kill people. Mm -hmm. This is the exact opposite. It's 
what it means to lay truly, on your horn. Well, it, it means truly what it means to love other people yeah, and have kindness and be patient with them in, in understanding. Anyway, so I, I think those are words to live by. I think it's much better than what the world inspires us to do, which is return evil for evil, which is specifically addressed here in verse 15. See that no one repays another with evil for evil. I mean, that's the old law. And the new law is that we repay evil with kindness. That's what Christ teaches on the, the Sermon on the Mount, Matthew 5 through 7, to essentially say, if someone slaps you on the cheek, turn the other to them. And that's shocking. And it was, it's radical almost. Yeah. And then if somebody sues you for your shirt, give them your coat also. What? That's not what the world says. Yeah. And so these are shocking things, but they're not shocking like, yeah, go and load your shotgun and go get even. Mm-hmm. That's what the world says to do. Well, just living a quiet life is shocking as well, and that's what those things are, right? <laughs> Instead of slapping someone else on the cheek mm-hmm. you know, you, and, or taking their coat, which are loud statements, right? yeah, you want to be quiet about those things. And actually being quiet makes more of a, an impact, more of a, a ripple, if you will. But our impulse, like you were saying too, especially in the 21st century, even those, for those who may have been born in the 21st century, the impulse is to... You mean in the to, 20 hundreds? Yeah, it didn't uh, work. We're going to try No, that, that didn't. We'll keep working, workshopping. That. The idea is to get loud, to be loud, to be the biggest voice in the crowd because there's a lot of voices trying to get their opinions out there, trying to be validated. Oh, but I was trying just... To, Exactly. Oh, but this is, I mean, I just want to. Yeah, exactly. Just want to be heard. And so they'll they'll be really loud. And God's like, yeah, no, how about you be quiet? And then actually your actions will stand above their voices. That's, I I always try to keep fleshing out when Christ instructs us to be meek. The meek shall inherit the earth. Mm -hmm. There was a comedian that said, it's time for the meek to rise up and take over the earth. The meek. That was a weird bit, but I was, I've never understood that until, you know, fleshing these concepts out where true strength, true strength is if somebody smacks you on the face is to not hit them back. That's true strength. What that's it. Maybe you don't agree with me. That's where I am now thinking about it. I definitely think it's situational, but. Well, you know, I mean, yeah. it's, it's Christ's, you know, his instruction. And so we're just fleshing out the metaphor, but to say. If you strike evil for evil, to do nothing, that is control, that is power, and that is being meek. Yeah. And that's one of the steps to becoming who God wants us to do in sanctification. First, the, first Thessalonians 4 is what we're saying uh, last time. But these are the calls of being Christian and putting on Christ and becoming that new person, putting the old away. Because the world, it's very easy to... Yeah, lay on your horn, lay on your horn. Finger, here's your finger. Take that, and then you both meet up at the same red light and you ignore each other. <laughs> and that's not love. You know, whereas, you know what, I'm going to give them their space, and maybe they're having a bad day. I hope that their day gets better. How is that worse? Mm-hmm. It, but that takes that takes commitment to that. And it's really easy to get pulled back into, hey, you know, I'm more important than you. Get out of my way. I can't believe a person cut me off, blah, blah, blah. You know, and so that's a little uncomfortable. I feel the air is uncomfortable in here. <laughs> no? Okay. Maybe I'm on to something. 
<laughs> I don't know. Maybe it's the ether wave that I'm feeling from the future. I think it's just a metaverse. good place to end. Yeah, I think we're wrapping up. But yeah, I think that um, I think that uh, the world would be a whole lot better place if everybody acted that way. And this is the instruction from God: how to be like Him. Yeah. Anyway, thank you for listening. Go so. If you want to know more about the Bible or you have any questions, our email is in the description below. You can DM us. We'd love to hear from you. And if you're looking for a church family or you're in the Lubbock area, we invite you to come visit and hang out with us in Milwaukee. We love for you to find a church who practices the love of Christ.